This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening to season two. Today's guest is Sam Kirby. Coach Kirby is an assistant coach for the men's team at Seattle University. We talked to him today about his journey, coaching at his alma mater, impacting young people's lives, and making adjustments and being adaptable. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, how you doing? Coach Kirby, I'm doing well, man. I really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said earlier, it's been a long time coming. And so I'm just kind of, I'm glad to finally have you on. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Uh, this is something uh, definitely looking forward to. Good deal, man. So I'm going to start it off like I do every uh, episode, Coach, in that. How are you introduced to the game of basketball? Um, my, my, my dad, actually. Uh, when I was, I don't know, maybe four or five years old, um, he put a ball in my hand and, you know, ever since then I, I took it and ran with it. So, uh, yeah, thanks to my dad. And then, you know, as I got older, um, he built like a basketball court, like, um, maybe a quarter of a court in our backyard, like cement it. We had a free throw line. Um, and you know, we were, we were known as the, as the house with the court, you know, in our neighborhood. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, you know, bunch of bunch of kids and friends and family so always come over and uh that's all we did play basketball yeah no man isn't that those those type of memories like you know i think about how my dad he literally uh welded the 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 you know the backboard everything all together for me and that was that was clutch man because when i think about that i'm not sure i, I don't know how to weld anyways but you, you know what i mean like yeah. They, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's good stuff, man. To have those kind of memories and go back and remember how it all kind of began, you know, cause we, we get to this point now where we have such a passion for teaching the game and being a part of it. We kind of forget sometimes what started it all. So yeah, good stuff, man. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So as a player coach, what was your experience? Um, man, you know, so I grew up watching, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, pretty much solely, uh, <laughs> and every and obviously everybody else. Uh, but it was it was uh, it was. I thought I you know I was going to be the next Michael Jordan. Yeah. growing up, so I, I think I really uh, I got a competitiveness you know from him, uh, from my dad as well too. Because my dad used to he used to beat me in one on one all the time. Until you know, I got to I got to oh, fifteen, sixteen, where I was able to finally knock them off. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it was it was uh, it was something that um, you know, as a as a kid, I just wanted to win. Yeah, I wanted to win more than anybody. Um, and at first, I really didn't know how to control my emotions. I was <laughs> I was terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was uh, it was it was bad. It was really bad when I was uh, when I was a kid. Uh, thankfully, I had some really good parents. Uh, 
especially my mom to kind of help uh, see me through all that and, you know, let me know that, you know, these the guys you're playing against, you know, you need to respect them and you need to uh, definitely show your appreciation, you know, to them, you know, challenging you at, you know, really. So, um, you know, as I, as I grew up, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, junior high to high school, I got to high school, uh, you know, we, we were really good, you know, I played varsity my sophomore year. Uh, and I think in that time, my sophomore year to end of my senior year, I'm pretty sure we only lost like maybe 10 total games. Wow. Uh, good. Yeah. My, my senior year, we went 34 and two. Nice. Won the state championship. Um, had some really, really good players on the team. You know, it wasn't, you know, nowadays, as you see uh, a lot of high school kids transfer here, there, you know, to try to join up with some of the best players in, in that town or in that city. Uh, everybody that, you know, that was on that team grew up in the same neighborhood, literally, you know, wow. five minutes radius of each other. Uh, uh, you know, and then half of us have already known each other since, I don't know, third, fourth grade. Cool. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. In order, you know, and, and going through that and, and having that experience, man, it was, it was, it was amazing. And then I, then I go to junior college, you know, uh, well, first of all, after you win a state championship as a kid, you, you would never think, you know, you would think Duke was going to be recruiting you. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, you, you think, uh, they're going to come after you, but that was not the case for me. Uh, you know, I, there's, again, I had a lot of growing up to do, uh, and I went the junior college route. Um, I went to Delta college in, in Stockton, in Stockton, yeah. California. Yeah. And uh, play for a really, really good head coach and Brian Katz, who's who's the head co- head coach at Sac State right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, learned a lot, man. I really grew up. Uh, he helped me shape uh, my mental, uh, I would say, mental side of the game. Yeah. You talking about, you know, like I said before, I had some <laughs> emotional issues. Uh, you know, he 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 taught us not to show emotion. He taught us to be strong. You know. Uh, strong-willed and have a, a mental toughness about you that nothing can bother you. Um, and again, I took that and ran with it, you know, and then from there, I, I uh, you know, I got to, I got to go to Seattle university on a full ride scholarship and, you know, and, uh, junior year was up and down. Then my senior year, we went 20 and six. First time they had won 20 games in uh, about 15 years, 20 years or something like that. Nice. And had a had a great uh great senior season. Got my degree. I got right into coaching, man. That's pretty much it. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, no, nah, man, you went and got yours because that's what it's about, really, for a lot of these kids is understanding that. Yeah, you you have I guess most seniors in in college or some of them are really thinking of themselves. I could play at the next level somewhere and get paid something. Uh, but the reality yeah. is, you go to you go to get yours, your education that experience, all that. And so, you know, I always notice a lot of time JUCO transfers always get, they always just, man, get in, get out. Let's get this done. Uh, it's not necessarily this thing of this, uh, this, this dream that's unachievable or that maybe they just want to get, they want to get it done because they know all the work it took to get there. Uh, it's just, you know, really sobering situation coming from a JUCO to, uh, to a division one program. 
So, yeah, that sounds, that's great, Coach. I like what you said earlier, you know, kind of talking about your high school and, you know, experience with all your, you know, basically all your buddies, everybody you grew up mm-hmm. with. Man, that's so rare. I love hearing stories about that, though, because that's uh, what every middle school and high school coach dreams of is to have yeah. one group of kids come up together all the way and then, uh, you know, be able to achieve something like that. So that's, that's great coach. I'm, I'm glad you kind of ran through that. Cause it takes me back to some early, some earlier days, you know, of, of basketball in general, where you saw the state champ was full of, uh, you know, local yokels, man. Everybody was, yeah. we was either, some people were related, live next door to each other. And those are great stories, man. Those are really, really, they're so rare, like you said, about transferring now. And so that's good stuff. Yeah. So I would ask you, Coach, like you said, I went straight into coaching. Uh, who or what yeah. influenced you to do that? Well, uh, the coach uh, who coached me at the time was uh, Joe Calero. He coached me at Seattle U. Uh, so because I was a junior college transfer in Seattle U, is a pretty good, you know, really good academic academic school, yeah. all my credit didn't necessarily transfer over to uh, to Seattle U. So I had another year uh, of school to finish oh, my wow. summer school. Like I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, you know, I was kind of behind. And um, so what he told me, he was like, well, you got to get your degree anyways. You got you to gotta come back to school anyway. So you might as well join the staff, be, be a student assistant, um, and then finish up your degree. I was like, sure. I mean, so basically my job that year was come to practice, evaluate what's going on. And, you know, I was, you know, so I, and I had to practice with the guys every now and again. So, you know, I was still in shape, you know, ready to run with those guys. And yeah. a lot of them already had played with um, before. So it was, you know, I was easy. Yeah. Um, and then the year after, so I get my, I get my degree. Then there was a guy on staff named Butch Estes. Um, he's head coach at Barry University in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, really, really good Division Two program. Uh, one of the best in the country. He uh, he was on staff at Seattle U, and he uh, he wanted to become a head coach again. And the job had opened up at Shoreline Community College, uh, just north of Seattle. And he uh, as soon as he got the position. He asked me to join him, and um, and I couldn't turn it down. I mean, Butch Estes, if you ever Google him and check his profile, I mean, it's amazing. Like, he, he played for Dean Smith. Wow. You know, so I was able to get some, some early experience in my coaching career that, you know, that I obviously still use to this day and um, would cherish, you know, for a lifetime. So it was, uh, I was amazing working for him. You know, for two years, we literally went worse the first. Wow, that's good <laughs> in, in our conference. Wow, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great experience. Yeah, no, man, that sounds like one of those situations where it's you know what you're gonna get, well, you know what you're getting into, first of all, and second of all, then you get to kind of rebuild a program and bring it to, uh, you know, notoriety to a to a degree. And that's great, man, because that's you know your your kind of first real coaching experience you always want to make sure it's one that uh that you're going to learn from and be able to kind of take you up you know not a stepping stone so much but a learning process so man that that's yeah that's awesome man yeah. 
So I would ask you, uh, do you have, do you recall, like recall a defining moment with your first experience as a coach? Yeah. So there was a time, um, it was my second year at Shoreline Community College with uh, Coach Estes. And um, we had just finished playing a game. For some reason, we had an early game. I think the, it was like a 3 o'clock game. We finished, you know, 536. Uh, and I'm walking, like, around the locker room, and, you know, I'm just, like, kind of thinking to myself, like, man, this is – I think I could do this as, like, a full-time gig, you know, yeah. because – at that time, uh, and I got respect for all junior college head coaches, assistant coaches, anybody that helps helps out uh, in junior college uh, pro- any program, because I know uh, I know the payment. I, you know, I know how much guys are you know yeah. volunteer and they don't get paid anything, right? Yeah, yeah. I was getting I was getting paid. It was a stipend. It was seven hundred dollars a year wow. <laughs> that I was wow. able to get. Um, so obviously, I had another job. I was I was working actually construction at, at the time I was so I would go in the morning uh 6 30 every morning work to about uh three get off work go straight to the gym and uh you know we'll, we'll practice around four four thirty every day uh, so you know that that took me and I was like man I think I can really do this every single day and have it as a you know, as my career, wow. you know, cause at that time I was still unsure. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything really about the business. I didn't know anything about really much anything <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> wow. I did. I was so, I was so young and yeah. uh, wet behind the ears that, uh, you know, it was just, it was just a fun experience and being around the players and being around, you know, being able to help players get to where they want to you know, get to in life through basketball was like, it was amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, so again, I took that, ran with it and been doing it ever since. Wow. Uh, man, you're so self-aware to say, man, I didn't know anything, you know, kind of <laughs> like super real about it. You know, everybody wants to pretend like they got it all together and they were like, man. yeah, you know, I was looking through all my, you know, options and just exploring some things while working construction as well. Like, yeah, like you do what you got to do. Uh, but in that meantime, yeah, like have fun like, with what you're doing. Like, I think that's kind of got to be the focus sometimes of where we find ourselves kind of like, I'm not having fun anymore. I don't want to do it. But when you find yeah. something that you're having fun with and you're willing to sacrifice for it and kind of take the 700 bucks a month or a year, sorry, a year. And yeah, say, a year. <laughs> I know it, man. That was tough. I was like, a month? That's tough. Man. A year? Oh, man. That's not even gas money nowadays, man. Or even, oh, it was nothing. Yeah, even then, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, you think about those things, man. And, yeah, those are defining moments because it's to find out, hey, do you really want to do this? Is this really what you want to do? Like, you're willing to, to kind of forsake everything else, like your financial well-being or, you know, your security, financial security and all that. So, yeah, that's good stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. And I appreciate you kind of being like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything, so yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. No, I was, uh, you know, I was lucky. I was really, really lucky to have uh, a guy like Butch Estes in my life, especially at that time. Um, You know, and I remember like my first month, uh, I think he picked me up from from my apartment. And, uh, you know, we're talking about money. We're talking about, 
you know, how to make a little, little more, more money in this business. Um, you know, but he, he told me straight up, he was like, Hey, you know, if, if you are expecting to make a ton of money early in this business, well, think again, cause this is, <laughs> this is not it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's always, that always stuck in my head. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I absolutely love coming here being able to work with young players that are similar to myself, you know, that, that were in the junior college, you know, system and uh, they want to do something great with their life. You know, at the end of the day, that's, yeah, you know, that's what it is. And, yeah. uh, you know, so yeah. enjoy, been enjoying it ever since. Nah, man, that's, that's so pure, man. That's super pure. Like that whole experience and the fact that he was, you know, straight up with you, you know, to kind of mentor you through that, like, Hey, look, don't get it twisted. You know, here's the real, if you yeah. want it, take it. If not, now, you know, you, you figure out what you're going to do from there. So that, that's great, man. Good stuff. Like, yeah. you know, big ups to coach Estes for that, man. It's huge. Uh, so, my God. Yeah. My God forever. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So coach, I would ask you, you know, to, to come back to your alma mater there at Seattle, you, how fulfilling, mm-hmm. is, how fulfilling is that to coach there now? Oh man, it's uh, it's it's really amazing. I remember uh, when I got that first call from Coach Hayford, uh, and he was he was like, "I got a position on staff. I would love for you to you know take a serious look at us and um, you know tell me what you think. You know, this is this is an opportunity you know for you to come back here and uh, and really you know show you know show that support. You know, pay your respects, do everything you know that the school did for me." when I was here, you know, I, was, I now can give back yeah. uh, to that. And that's, uh, and I was one of the biggest reasons why I came back because, uh, again, Seattle, you was, you know, from an academic standpoint, it was a challenge for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't come from like a academic, uh, background, yeah. you know, whatsoever. I was the first one in my family to graduate from college. Nice. So coming here and, and, people understanding like, okay, this kid wants to succeed, but he just needs a little bit of refinement. He needs a little bit of, uh, you know, guidance and how, you know, how to uh, get this degree. And that's exactly what happened, man. The community, the support, the people here at Seattle U really did everything they can to help me get my degree. And uh, I'm really so blessed and thankful that I'm able to be back here and and, uh, you know, give back to what uh, Seattle U has given me. That's great, Coach. That's a that's a sign of, like, you know, paying it forward to a degree, uh, even though they do pay you to do what you do. Uh, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, uh, you invested time, sacrificed to get to that point. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's just so, uh, I would have to imagine, really fulfilling. So that's great, Coach. Now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. We, we talked we talked a little earlier about you know young people you know wanting to help them you know help players get to their to where they want to get now what motivates you to work with young people every day uh it's really simple um where i come from uh sacramento yeah. my neighborhood is you know just as crazy any other you know any other crazy neighborhood in the city yeah in the inner city uh, and i've seen so many people, so many kids with so much potential wasted, yeah. you know, just literally 
don't do anything with it. And, uh, and I got a bunch of friends there, you know, same situation as that. Yeah. So, you know, this job, this career that I have, I'm able to give back to kids that want to do something with their life. that want to, uh, you know, be successful, um, you know, obviously in their own way, but for me to be able to help those guys, uh, is, is really all I need in life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aside from my wife and my son, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. Of <laughs> I course. need them too, but. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, make sure you throw that but, in there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, she'll listen to this later and I, I might get some points. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, I think back, I, I think back to where, uh, you know, where I grew up and uh, seeing all these talented young individuals that just, were never able to make it outside their neighborhood or, or, or their situation, um, you know, and then, you know, so that's, that's really, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I do it. And then, you know, obviously basketball and competing, like that is fun. That is, you know, that's why I kept playing as a kid is to win, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's the fun part of it. But for the kids is, is definitely the, the biggest, uh, biggest, uh, for me yeah no i like what you're saying coach the, the competitive drive doesn't end with your playing days uh oh no no, no. You're, you're always competing not at all i mean even if it's just who gets on the bus first you know there's all kinds of ways to compete still and uh, as a coach man you you still have a, a ton of stuff invested in wins and losses and that's to me that's the joy of the the whole journey is like sometimes i find myself wanting to win more than my players and, you know, that's just the competitiveness in me. But that lets me know I have a pulse and I'm alive, too. So, yeah, yeah. You know, all, that, yeah, sure. all, all that involved in wanting to help young people, uh, that's huge, man. Because you're, you're talking about a situation that I think a lot of us have kind of seen in our lives and in our neighborhoods. And, you know, that, that, there's that one dude that you're like, he's going pro. He's going to go for sure. And then mm -hmm. five years later, he's just there on the block you know, doing whatever, talking about what used to be, who he used to be, you know, what could have been. And, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's a sad state of affairs, man. And I think that's where we all, if we can try to do something about it and actually be empowered to do something about it, we should. So, yeah, I completely hear that. Yeah. Completely. That whole mission statement, I get it. So, Coach, yeah. right, yeah. Now, right now during this, you know, crisis, how are you processing everything right now? Oh, my God, man, this is... I mean, this is something that we obviously haven't seen in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's seriously a day by day, you know, process for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the great thing about it, and I'm kind of being you know, a little selfish here, but uh, you know, my son gets to wake me up every morning now. <laughs> uh, before, you yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm leaving before he even you know gets up. Yeah. So he now storms in the room and jumps on me like, dad, I'm hungry. Come make me some breakfast. <laughs> so, go. so that's, that's, and, you know, being able to spend time with my family, you know, I've never been in a situation where I've been home so much, yeah. you know, and, uh, she was going on 10 years as a, as a division one or a coach. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been amazing from that standpoint. Now, what's terrible, obviously, is just 
what this virus has done to so many families and uh, there's, there's just so many victims out there that just uh, is just so unfortunate, man. I mean, hopefully we can get this thing under control and, uh, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, we can turn back, you know, get back to somewhat some normalcy soon. Uh, but, you know, I, I've just been taking it day by day. Uh, luckily, uh, it's actually been pretty sunny out here in Seattle. Wow. The past couple of weeks. That's a change. So, yeah, I've been taking walks. I've been walking my dog, like, you know. <laughs> He's looking at it's, you uh, like, what are we doing? <laughs> right, because I hardly ever do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've been, I've been enjoying the sun. Um, so that's been, uh, that's, been, that's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's been, from that standpoint, it's been great. But, you know, obviously just this uh, pandemic is, it's just, uh, it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah, no. And I asked you that because in the, in the proximity to where, you know, kind of a lot of the, uh, hot spots were. one of them was there in Washington, not too far from yeah. where they're at. So yeah. yeah, there's always a, a higher kind of level of fear and vigilance sometimes in those areas. And so, yeah, you know, it affects people differently, but man, I'm glad to hear you got, an, you got a little human alarm, alarm clock there getting you going, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's good, man. So, uh, and, and you know, it was, you know, it was crazy, man. It was, uh, you know, our team, you know, uh, you know, Chicago state and UMKC, they were the first ones to cancel games. So we were the first ones, like they were supposed to come here to Seattle and play uh-huh. our last week of uh, conference, you know, so that kind of sparked everything, you know, aside from, uh, you know, the NBA, uh, canceling their games, but, I'm pretty sure we were the first college games to be canceled. Wow. You know, so yeah, we made, we made history, history yeah, from that good. standpoint. <laughs> yeah, no, man. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you'll be remembered for something like that. You know, it's kind of, we're never going to forget this time. We're just, we're just, yeah. we're just not. And uh, so, yeah, uh, very, very unique situation. man. so I would ask you coach, you know, we kind of talked about the 700 bucks a year, which is just mm-hmm. here again, just boggles my mind. Uh, but it's real, and I've heard other coaches talk about experiences like that. So, Coach, what have you sacrificed or even invested to be where you're at today? Um, it's time, you know, it's time for my family, it's time for my wife, my son. Um, you know, that's that's the hard part about this business. So, you know, what I try to do is uh, the moments I do have with them, you know, really cherish them and just try to have much, have much have a lot of fun as much as I can yeah. uh, and, and uh, you know just really go that route man because uh, this business uh, being a college coach it takes a lot of time away from your family yeah. and if you don't have some type of balance uh, overall you know it, it can get pretty hectic and uh, crazy for you so uh, you know it's, that's that's probably the most important thing that, that uh, you know that's that happens in our business is just if you have a family, if you have a wife and kids, like you just don't get the same as much as if I, you know, compared to if I had a nine to five, you know, job. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's all pretty relative. Cause there's some other professions where you, you kind of have to be away from home, but you know, the, the coaching lifestyle is not one for the faint of heart and you find it where your spouse is probably sacrificing more than you are to a degree in the sense that, you know, she's got to be there with your son and, you know, just sometimes just 
hoping and waiting for you to get home just to hear your voice in person. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, where it's like they're, they're, they're your support system sometimes is the one that sacrifices the most. So, yeah, I hear you completely, Coach. Now, yeah, yeah so, so kind of taking an introspective kind of approach to this in perspective, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career, Coach? That's a great question, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of self-reflection, you know, self-aware uh, of my life and what, and what, uh, what I have uh, going on. Yeah. And one thing that I would, I would say that, uh, you know, from overall, what I've learned is that I can take a lot of challenges. I can, I can, uh, I can get through a lot of crap, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, you, you can put me in a crazy situation and I can be pretty calm and selective about it. Uh, my wife doesn't understand it. Um, <laughs> but it's just, I think it comes from, uh, playing in a lot of basketball games, being involved in a lot of basketball games. And yeah. if your players see you as, you know, see you going crazy and, you know, they're probably going to, uh, react the same way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so I think that's, <laughs> I think that, uh, that's definitely something that, uh, that's been sticking out of my head as far as what I've, what I've learned about myself for sure. Yeah, no, it, that's, that's huge coach because you're talking about, uh, being, being able to make adjustments on the fly, if you will, at times and being flexible, yeah. uh, because I think that's, we're looking at the human condition right now and it's being magnified by this whole situation. Right. So yeah, it's, it's hard for everybody to make these adjustments, but if you're, you're talking about, I can adjust and I can adapt wherever I'm at, put me in any situation. I'm, I'm your guy, you know, basically. And that's the, that's the human condition that we need to have is, and I think the world's a better place when we can all just get along, agree to disagree, uh, learn that when we have disagreements, it's okay. You know, it, it doesn't, I don't hate you. You don't hate me. It's just, we just don't agree on something, man. Potatoes, potatoes. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but like you said, sure. and I think you, you said something real key that my wife doesn't understand it. And that's, that's because it's, it's not that common. It's pretty uncommon. So, you know, when I hear coaches put on their, uh, their Twitter handle, uncommon this or uncommon that, or, Really, what it means to be uncommon is to be, you know, a little bit different, cut, cut of a different cloth, and people look at you like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you're di- not, yeah. not in a crazy sense, but in the sense that, man, you, sh- you should be panicking right now, and you've got peace. You should be kind of losing your mind, and you're even kill. And So, yeah, I think a lot of coaches, I think we have that within us because it's, uh, yeah, the game situations, the half times of making adjustments, the – yeah, and, and and don't get me yeah I'm sorry don't get me wrong like uh, there's times where I you know can go crazy <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. but I think for the most part uh, I've just I've just been been in you know crazy situations throughout my life that have just uh, you know made me realize the the calmer guy the guy who you know has that emotional uh, stability uh, usually is the one that uh, comes out on top. Yeah, and it was, you know, you talked about earlier, Coach, you had kind of a, an anger problem or controlling your emotions issue. 
And now to come to this yeah. point, that shows, you know, growth, shows development, shows progression. And I think that's where we all want to be to a degree. Like, I don't want to be the same person I was even five years ago. That, that, that would definitely not be advantageous for me, my kids, and my wife. That would be kind of silly uh, to, to think that I can operate with the same mindset and the same lack of awareness, self-awareness, other awareness, or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's great stuff, Coach. So you said it, man. You said you used to be rowdy, and now you're, now you're good to go. So don't, for, yeah. don't, forget, don't forget where you came from either. So, no, no, never. So, so Coach, <laughs> never. I would, I'd ask you this question, and I know you got a long ways to go in your career, but I like to ask the question about legacy because I always believe in beginning with the end in mind. Like, I know where I want to be at one day. I, get, I have an idea of how I want people to think of me, say of me, things, uh, you know, you know, things that are great, things that are, you know, just like, Hey, that guy was great, but I got to do something about it now to get there. Like I can't operate in, you know, completely without regard of others. So I would ask you, coach, what would you, what would you want to be said of you when your career is all said and done? Um, really, I, I want to be respected, you know, yeah. uh, I think, uh, well, I, I got to tell you a quick story. The reason why uh, I answer, uh, answer it that way. Um, so, my junior college coach, Brian Cass, who's the head coach now at Sac State, uh, he, uh, he brings me in his office one day, and I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year. And uh, he, he tells me the story about uh, Ronnie Lott and how. I can't remember if it was the Super Bowl or whatever, but Ronnie Lott breaks his finger. Super and Bowl. his finger's like, yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Finger's hanging off, right? Like, and he's playing. Like, he goes back into the game like it was nothing. Yeah. And pretty sure they end up winning. Yeah. Um, so he tells me that story. I didn't know nothing about it, you know, uh, you know at that time. And, and he goes, you know, why did you play this game? You know, and I, I go into, oh, I play for my family. I play for this and that. He goes, no, not at all. You play because you want to be respected. Wow. It made me step back and, again, reevaluate uh, basketball. Made me, made me reevaluate a lot of things. And I was like, he's 100, 100% correct. You know, and, and that approach um, – is the same approach that I'm taking right now as a college coach. I want to be respected as a coach, as a father, um, as a mentor. Um, you know, that's the legacy that I want to live in. And I think the way the approach for me is to be the same every day, be consistent, uh, be truthful, be be that uh, be that guy that you know you want you want to see that change you know, in this profession. Um, and that's exactly how I'm trying to live every single day uh, in this in this business, in my career. Coach, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for spending some time and sharing your perspective with us and your story and your journey. Uh, I really do appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Coach, man, you, you were the man. I appreciate you having, <laughs> having me on. No. Man, thank you. No, thank you. You take care, coach. <laughs>